Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, October 29th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. All right, let's just get down to brass tacks right away, my friend. Ohio State, Penn State tomorrow night, Horseshoe. Buckeyes favored by right around three touchdowns. What's your prediction for this game? How do you think it's going to play out, and what is your final score prediction? Yeah, Dave, I have a feeling that this game could get out of hand. If you look at the this Penn State team coming into Columbus, I truly believe they're coming into Columbus for a gunfight, but they're bringing a water pistol. I, I think is the health of Sean Clifford is going to be a major factor in here last week against Illinois. You know, they played nine overtimes. And he had one design quarterback run. That tells me that he is not 100% as much as James Franklin wants to uh, throw it out there that he'll be 100% headed to Columbus. I truly believe that one wrong fall, one wrong hit, a big 300-pound uh, defense alignment falling on top of him can play a role. And to me, I think the defense, they're going to have to test him. Matt Barnes is going to have to test those ribs out. They need to uh, dial up some design blitzes to see how well he's able to move because part of his game is being able – to, to move around in the pocket and pull the ball down and take off and run when needed. And if he can't do that, that's going to limit what they can do offensively. Because if you look at Penn State's offense, they're, they're struggling to run the ball right now. 22% of their run plays have resulted in stuffs so far this year. So they're having issues. James Franklin has caught out the offensive line because they're not able to get a push which plays well into Ohio State's hands. And, and I think if Ohio State gets out on them, this game could get it can get ugly. I, I truly believe that Penn State, their offense, uh, they're not going to be able to, to keep up with the Ohio State offense when push comes to shove. And you look at that Penn State defense, they were on the field for 37 minutes against Illinois in regulation, not, account, not counting for the nine overtimes. So they're coming into Columbus with the heavy legs. And if we're going to do a prediction here, like I said earlier, that this Ohio State uh, football team, they can roll out of bed and score 40. And I don't see that changing this week. So I'm calling Ohio State jumping out on Penn State with a 45-14 to 14 win here. We're very close. I have 42-17 jotted down. Ohio State 42-17 is my prediction. Um and you touched on Clifford. I have no doubt he's going to play. He's a tough kid. Um, you know, there's no way he's 100%, as you mentioned. I have no doubt he's going to play. But, man, even when he was just getting, like, barely pushed down and would hit the ground last week, it looked like he was in severe pain. So, yeah, as, as you said, it's going to take maybe one hit to knock him out of the game. But I have no doubt he's going to play. But either way, that Penn State offense, not good at all. Penn State's defense, speak more about that. You touched on that. They have a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Does that give you any trepidation at all when you look at this Penn State defense? Yeah, when you look at the Penn State defense, um, you know, you, the one thing that people always want to talk about is how do you contain Ohio State's offense? 
Will you go for a too high safety look? At that point, Ohio State's going to lean on a running game with Trevion Henderson. And this Penn State defense, they've been bullied up front. You look what uh, Illinois did last week, rushing for over 300 yards. Iowa was, was gashing them in a the run game. Even the future Wisconsin offense that's one-dimensional, they were bullying this Penn State uh, defense. And I think the loss of P.J. Mustafer, the talented defensive tackle at Penn State, has been huge for them. Uh, and then you look at their secondary. They have not faced a passing offense anywhere close to what Ohio State can do. The best passing offense that Penn State has come up against is Auburn, which is ranked 70th when it comes to the EPA of passing efficiency. Everyone else that they've come across has been in the hundreds when it comes to passing efficiency. So this Penn State secondary, which is talented, don't make no mistake about it, but they have yet to be tested. And if they're not going to be able to stop the run with Trevion Henderson, then it's going to be a long night. Because if you start crowding up the line of scrimmage, trying to stack the box to stop him, what is what does that happen? What happens then? You're leaving those cornerbacks uh, one on one. And right now, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba going against their third corner is a major mismatch. He is going to eat them up. So to me, this Ohio State offense, it's too dynamic for what Penn State can do defensively. And you also have to take into consideration, I don't know how focused James Franklin is on this game. I mean, you the guys coming into the press conference talking about he's uh, thinking about Illinois, you know, multiple times, calling the, the, the shoe the big house. You know, with all the speculation with the job, honey, he came out uh, this, the other day, said that there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to him and USC or LSU as a candidate. So I, I'm not sure how focused this Penn State team is going to be. I know they're going to be coming in fatigued after those after that Illinois game. And I have to question where they are at mentally. It's going to take a lot from them to get up off the mat because at one point this season, you, Penn State was being talked about as a potential Big Ten East contender uh, in the talks with a, a, a potential playoff berth if they can handle their business. And now you're looking at the Music City Bowl at best, maybe the Citrus Bowl if you can win out. And if Penn State loses this game, I truly believe it can snowball on them. You look at the rest of their schedule, still got Michigan, still got Michigan State, Maryland somehow always finds a way to play them tough. Rutgers will play them tough. I, if, if Penn State gets blown out, Dave, I would not be surprised to see them drop three more games this season. Which leads to my next question. I mean, James Franklin, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, last week, people were wondering, is he going to be USC's next coach? And maybe, you know, people are still wondering that. If you're a Penn State fan, this is year eight of the Franklin era. He was four and five last year. He's coming off a loss to Illinois. Let's say he loses to Ohio State again. Let's say USC does, quote unquote, steal him away. If you're a Penn State fan, are you okay with that? I will be okay because I truly believe that he has taken Penn State as far as he can get them. I just think that he has hit his ceiling as a coach at Penn State. And it's not surprising that he's trying to find a way out of there. Uh, even though he has a really good recruiting class coming up, you look at the coaching turnover that he's had. He's had multiple coordinators. He's had one-and-done coordinators there. You look at last season, uh, it was an embarrassing season there. So if you're James Franklin and you're in the mix for LSU or USC, you almost have to take one of those jobs 
because your stock may not be higher than what it is right now. And to be frank, I'm not even sure why he's even, you know, one of the top candidates for these jobs. Yes, he went into Vanderbilt and built them up, but he hasn't won anything at Penn State. The guy is, is he's pretty poor as a game day coach. His time management has always been an issue with him. He's a heck of a recruiter. Some people believe that his personality is more on the used car salesman. But if you're Penn State, that is a that is a great program that's on solid ground. You can get a big time coach there. You know, I would not be surprised if you could see a, a Matt Campbell decide to go to Penn State. And I know somebody had mentioned Dave Clawson undefeated at Wake Forest would be a heck of a hire uh, if James Franklin decided to go. Some people threw around Matt Rule at, at the Carolina Panthers coming back to his alma mater being a head coach. But if you're Penn State, I would not be sad if, if James decided to leave because how long can you continue to put up with him flirting with other jobs? This is not the first time that his name has come up and he hasn't rightfully just shut it down. If you want to, if you want to stay at Penn State and you're all in, you go to Mike Tomlin route and you just completely shut it down to where there's no questions asked. When you're talking to the media and you're saying, oh, yeah, I'm committed to the team, but you know what? There's a lot of moving parts right now. That to me tells me he's one foot out the door. And as soon as the ink dries on those contracts, he's out of there. All right, switching gears, obviously a huge recruiting weekend for the Buckeyes. I mean, tomorrow night's going to be quite the spectacle on the field, uh, on the recruiting trail. I mean, the list of recruits coming here is, is just amazing. I'm just, just curious. I know this is a broad question, so speak as long as you'd like to. What are you most curious about? Speak on multiple guys. What are you most interested about when you look at this uh, big recruiting night tomorrow night? You know, to me, you look at the defense, a lot, a lot of high-profile pro, high defensive line guys coming in there. You're looking at uh, Troy Bowles, the, the number one 24-7 linebacker, making his second visit uh, in a month here. You're getting uh, Arbor back with his family and Hero Canoe coming out with his mother. She's excited. She was on social media saying uh, his mom, she's excited to get out there. So getting some of those high-profile defensive guys there, and then you look at the you know, the five-star running back Richard Young out of Florida, who Ohio State is rumored to be the leader here. He's making his third or fourth visit within the last several months up to Ohio State. So just getting those younger guys, it's been kind of quiet on the recruiting trail lately, but getting some of those younger high-profile guys that are, that are at the top of your recruiting board back on campus for what will be a rowdy ruckus environment you know you have to scarlet out the alternative uniform so it's setting up to have a great weekend and this is the opportunity right now for Ohio State to put themselves in striking distance as we're heading into the early signing day period so a lot of these guys will be deciding then so to get them on campus this late in the game is big time. They just need to close, which I have no doubt that the Ohio State uh, staff will be able to close to deal with some of these guys. Uh, but I, I like where the things are headed as far as the recruiting front. I'm curious to see 
what our own Bill Curley uh, reaction pieces will be when he, once he talks to the recruits. That's always interesting to, to read and, and see what they have to say after a big game visit. But I'm excited. It's great to have some recruiting buzz surrounding campus and, and the players because it was quiet for a little bit there. We got the, uh, the monkey off our bat with the commitment last week. But I, I think they're poised to strike and really hit gold here. All right, last thing, Jay Book. I can't wait for tomorrow night, Ohio State, Penn State. But it is nice that we have a nice uh, lead up to the game, not right before the game, but uh, early in the day tomorrow. High noon, Michigan at Michigan State. The first time these two have met as top 10 foes since 1964. Um, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Who do you think is going to win? And just your overall thoughts on those teams. Yeah, this is going to be a heck of a game, Dave. I'm excited to watch it. This right here would definitely, you know, set the stage for what we're going to get for Michigan and Ohio State down the road here. If Michigan wins this game, they're going to be a top five team, most likely headed into uh, that November game. If Mel Tucker wins this game, I mean, what a, what a remarkable job he would be doing at Michigan State coming in to a rebuilding program and going 2-0 your first two seasons against your rival at Michigan. That would be something that will really, really rub the Michigan fan base the wrong way because I, I truly believe this is a must-win game for Jim Harbaugh. You can't start out 0-2 against Mel Tucker and then get boat raced by Ohio State uh, later on this month because I Ohio State's going to go up there and they're going to smoke those guys. So it's imperative. I was listening to the local radio station up there in Detroit, and they were basically saying, let's be honest with each other. We're Both programs have probably hit their ceiling as, as when it comes to how good they're going to be this year, and neither program is going to come close to Ohio State. So in their eyes, this this game right here is for the Rose Bowl. It's to see who's going to be potentially make the Rose Bowl because if you get 11-1 Big Ten East team coming out of there, they're most likely going to head to the Rose Bowl against maybe the Pac-12 champ if Oregon loses another game. But I'm excited. It's a lot at stake here. It's a heck of a, a kickoff. College game day will be there. I think it's going to be a hard-hitting affair. I got Michigan State winning this game. I just think that Michigan's lack of passing offense will finally catch up to them because Michigan State, they can stretch the field. And if they get the running game going with that Wake Forest transfer, it's going to be a long day for Michigan because at the, at the end of the day, you have to be able to stretch the ball down the field in order to win big-time games in college football. But I'm excited about it. After that game, we got the Georgia and uh, Florida game and then get ready for our game, Dave. So it's going to be a heck of a heck of a Saturday for college football. Sets up perfectly. I know what I'll be doing is sitting around <laughs> watching college football and then covering college football when the nighttime comes. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, Jay Book. Thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. 